1: E-Tacticas podcast. It is Monday, the 11th of April and the Churros gods have decided that me, yes, the Kule, the Barça, the Barça side of this podcast gets to do the intro today. Why you may ask? Well, in case you haven't seen that very electric, let's call it Levante Barça, Luc de Jong coming with the winner in the 92nd minute means that we, Barça, are continuing our hunt, our chase to make life difficult for Real Madrid, Real Madrid as they also pick up three very comfortable points against Getafe, let's say it like it is, and uh, comfortably continue their, what is it, 12-point lead ahead of Barca with still one game in hand as, uh, like I said, we pick up do due- Those three very vital important points in uh, a very mediocre game. Uh, I'm curious to know more about Kian's perspective on Madrid's game as well. Big week ahead. Let's uh, not linger too long on La Liga results, but also look forward, if we can, a little bit to this uh, Europa week. um, Where, of course, Madrid face Chelsea in the second leg and Barca Eintracht over in the camp. Now, Kian is with me. What's going on, my man? Let's also give a big shout out and uh, welcome, of course, to our dear sponsors of this podcast, Manscaped. Your balls? will thank you. Whenever you use their fine products, whether it's the shafer, the chafer, the creams, the gleams, making your balls look spick and span, use the promo code CHURROS on the landing page, manscaped.com. <laughs> Imagine
2: Kian Manscape dot com <laughs> and you use quote churros yeah that's the one those are just the logistical details you need to to get that discount right. and you get free get shipping it as well. Well, you said it all, and I just I just don't know. Like you, we don't have time to think or analyze. Like you asked me, like you want to know my thoughts on Real Madrid's comfortable victory. Do we even have time? I don't like it's Chelsea's tomorrow. I feel like so I'm we knocking played, on the door. I feel like we played Chelsea Chelsea's yesterday. Like what happened? Like we were just <laughs> yeah. we were just playing them like yesterday and now we gotta play them again tomorrow. That goes yeah. by super fast. So
1: uh, especially in your world where I think time zones are just one big fuzzy yeah. That must time be is fuzzy.
2: Time is fuzzy. <laughs> I d I don't know mm-hmm. what year it is, what day it is, what time of day
1: it is. You're still where You're I am. still posting clips of you on Sky Sports and it's already the second leg's already at the door. Got to head head on back over to the studios in London and uh and and, and up. Uh, why don't you do that? Why don't you connect over a satellite? You know, come in through uh, Skype or Zoom or something. It's Tell not David. the same. You I'm sure they too.
2: they'd be happy to do that for me, but you know, being in studio is like where, like yeah. I I I've I've done studio things three times now, I think, and it's very rare, obviously. But any time I've done that, I'm mm-hmm. like. This is what I want to do. I think I like. I want to have a future in yeah. there somewhere. But like, it's not the same when you're. They call you in from Zoom. It's not really
1: the same, you know. So yeah, we'll have you over at Barça Studios too. Come on to our show, Kian. You're invited. I'll never be invited back if if I
2: if I got invited to that show. Like, what would you even? Is well, there maybe anything maybe, that you I me with? maybe
1: I won't. Maybe I won't neither? And that'll be our ticket. That <laughs> could be our last mic drop for Barça right. Studios.
2: The like the day we decide we're done. <laughs> we, we just go there and leave with a bang. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> well, um, uh, yeah, listen, so. What Who is the game with... in
2: hand against? Can you remind me? Right. Real Sociedad. Away from home. I'm looking at Barca's yes. schedule. There's. I feel like that's got to be the one where you. If we like. like first of all, there's no. You have to win all, all your games, basically, if you want to catch up to Real Madrid. That's the very least thing that needs to happen if yeah. there's even entertainment of this. But like you said, it could be just the idea of making us uncomfortable, if anything, even if you don't win the league, which Correct. in turn affects us maybe mentally for the, for the Champions League mm-hmm. and all that That's stuff, him. whatever. But if there's a We're game blind, I yeah. think that like you would circle, it probably would be that game in hand where you would drop points, Real Sociedad. Now, obviously, we know that there's no easy games in La Liga, as was proven with the Levante game, away from home on the weekend. The other one I'd look at is Betis away. And a kind of like, this is a weird one, and I don't think this is going to be a real challenge for you guys, but Rayo, even at home,
1: just has the potential to just be something weird where Rayo... Hey, I have to rem- remind you or our listeners what the last time we played Rayo, what happened? But at home. Home was a different... Right, but place. do you remember... No, I just no, remember, no. The last time we played Rayo, it was the last game of Ronald Kuman in charge. We lost that game, and Kuman got fired.
2: Yeah, well, things are different now. Now you have Luke de Jong scoring with every time he touches the ball. And, <laughs> it's in nuts, the, huh? and it's always like a game winner in the 90th minute. The guy is freaking clutch as hell. He's like he's, Mari, he's, he's like Mariano Diaz, but rep, but like over a long-term sample size. Mariano Diaz had that, like after that goal against Barca, when he came off the bench in the 90th minute, remember? And everyone was yeah, like, course. oh, he's averaging like a goal per minute. Luke De Jong is that, but like <laughs> over a period of games, like five times, <laughs> there's like, I-, I think like he's <laughs> averaging like 15 goals per game. If you sort it per 90 at this point, like he's just constantly, every time he's on the field, he's scoring a goal and it's like always a game winner. So who would have thought that would have been, would have been a thing. So, why don't you tell me well, about the?
1: And good for, the- good for Why don't you
2: tell me about the Levante experience actually before we get into the other things?
1: Well, well, look, again, may I start by saying that um, I uh, professed at the beginning or at last on our last podcast that this was going to be a difficult game and should always be circ- Are you at least going to entertain the idea of always circling the Levante games now as potential banana peels? That's fair. Cuz uh, it it, it, it This season, they beat Villarreal, they beat Atletico and the Wanda Metropolitano. They make life always difficult for the La Liga giants, whether they're called Real Madrid or Real or or Club Barcelona. They uh, are consistently Goliath slayers, whether it's uh, Lishi in charge or Paco Lopez. You know, these guys led by uh, José Luis Morales, el capitán, coño, el comandante, I should say, as well. Uh, almost scoring the goal of his life. I don't know if you saw the dribble uh, yep. where he beat the entire Barca defense and then was alone in front of Ter Stegen only for him to ping pong, get two touches on it with uh, knee and, and hand, glove, and then Eddie Garcia eventually clearing it off the the goal line. But you know what a what a goal that would have been for another one for Morales, who scored so many iconic goals. And, and, and for example, that sprint against uh, Real Madrid was it right last season? Um, Can't remember. But that was last season. Um, or two? Yeah, or two seasons. Anyway, whatever. Uh, clutch. Another. These guys just show up when uh, the La Liga giants come knocking and they should, like Chavi said in a press conference, they shouldn't be in 19th position. Uh, They're in relegation zone. It's not looking good for them, despite them also having picked up, what was it? Seven of the last nine points at home in in their last, uh, uh, prior to playing this fourth one now against Barca. Uh, The point is there, right? Levante tough, they did it once again. They took the lead against Barça. Barça said to come back from behind. Very weak first half from uh, Los Grana. It has to be said. Barça uh, again lacking in intensity against these kind of teams. And what did what did we speak about on Friday, Kian? You know, I told you these. What was sort of being whispered around the Barça um, uh, hallways about Xavi? complaining about the lack of intensity uh that this team is uh, displaying against the more humble sides and we're, we saw it you know against uh, Eintracht and there's other examples of that Galatasaray perhaps even or now Levante um the second half changed thanks to the entrance of Pedri and Gavi uh, Gavi is an energizer bunny who it has got a fire within them that that you just rarely see. And you would want that to be hopefully as contagious as possible to uh, precisely those kind of players that, you know, approach these games with a more relaxed attitude because Gabi is the complete counter-opposite as well as Pedri. You know, the assist provider, in this case, Gabi to Pedri for the 2-1, allowed Barca to get the upper hand again, but not before... uh, Levante actually had their second penalty called as well which uh, they uh, missed of course I think it was was it Gomez, uh, Meleros. Melero was it was, missing. Uh, it was Roger. missing the second uh, Roger Marti yes yeah. yes Marti missed the penalty correct sorry and um uh, but then they did get the second penalty um that time, they are, excuse me, the third penalty. They scored the third penalty in a very clumsy tackle from Clement Longley as well. Damn. It's like. It's classic damn. Longley. Classic Barca Longley. <laughs> it's classic. It's We've seen that one before. Talk about Groundhog's Day, right? Uh, and eventually, of course, thanks to Luke, uh, his intensity and his beautiful Dutch head getting again a clutch goal. It was Espanyol is the last one I remember, but we we walked away with a draw, but this time now we walk away with a win. Uh in 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 a very dangerous game for Barca where we could have dropped points unnecessarily, you know, these games against uh, the Levante's are are need to be battled and, and approached with more intensity, especially at this stage in the season where you just simply cannot take your foot off the gas. Um and uh, Barca were close to doing so. Um those are my primary takeaways i would say and and i should also say though let's also give merit with all the critical uh, uh uh opinions or or thoughts that i just shared i think also we should give credit to the fact that this team still managed to hang in there walk away uh with the win in a game where they've where they got three penalties whistled against them uh, and thereby achieving something that has never done, been done before in La Liga history, where a, three, a team still managed to win a game where they had three penalties uh, whistled against them. Oh, so, interesting.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, that, yeah. that specific stat I didn't know about, but I, I, I did thought it was like such a funny thing that, you know, this is such a rare thing that happens, and then all of a sudden in the span of two weeks it happens twice <laughs> with Celta and and now, uh, and now Barca. Where three mm-hmm. opposed three penalties get called against them, but you know, you you spoke about maybe the complacency and stuff, and and obviously grinding out to the victory. And I think if I think you're allowed, probably to have grind out victories where it's not as pretty, given the fact that you played really well for a while now. And I think you're you know statistically speaking, you are one of the most informed teams in all of Europe. I think you're unbeaten now for what like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen games. I, I don't 14, remember the number. Fifteen, yeah. 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 So whatever it is it's a very impressive statistic. I think it it may be the best streak in Europe right now although I'm not 100% yeah. sure on that. that so you're allowed that to have correct. wins like this where it's not everything's not perfect, right? Um I also think like when you speak about complacency and all that stuff part of the benefit of like if you're going to if you if you're a big team riding that wave where it's like harder to get up for these smaller games especially you know after feeling like you're on cloud 9 and you're you know if you're beating Raymond Away from home, four nil. You know, admittedly so. Like the human in you is like, ah, well, this game is not as nearly as exciting as going to the Burnabout and kicking their ass. I know, ass. man. So- but
1: we were in ninth position like two weeks ago, Kian. I mean, the team cannot forget where we're coming from. Sure, we can, we're not allowed to slip up anymore.
2: But one thing that you have to benefit or to at least mitigate um, mitigates, uh, thats not a word. Mig. Uh, mitigate. mitigate, mitigate. That's what I'm looking for. One way to mitigate that is that you have an awesome hungry bench. And right. y- the bench right now is like very, s- not. it's not like, it's not quite the same as Zidane's 16, 17, 18 B team thing, but you guys have this whole army of bench, bench mob players that come in and they dominate. Whether it's Luke, I mean, Gavi setting up Pedri off the bench yesterday. I mean, Pedri himself also coming off the bench, but like, um, you should, you should, those two should start. <laughs> well, I just in assume Pedri was being rested or something, right? He was. Obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, Gavi, I guess there's a case that maybe he's Even not going to be a starter every, but, but Gavi, you know, so people like that. And, and I think Dembele's kind of been like a new signing for you guys in a weird way. Mm. Cause I don't, no, yes. Is this the best?
1: He's, he's playing his best football ever. Yeah. This is his best version. In five years.
2: So, so you guys have all that going for you. And, that's all I wanted to say about the Europa League. Uh yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent sets up this a very tasty summer. encounter in the in the Super Cup <laughs> <laughs> against who knows? I don't know. I'm not gonna say who it might be, but it could be somebody very interesting. But uh let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. So yeah. Uh that that's hard it. Hard and hard. the other thing now, like it's it was Everyone could kind of guess that you guys were going to get second place because, you know, there were some doubts about Sevilla and Atletico. And mind you, like, you're still tied on points with Sevilla with the game in hand. But Atletico also, like, we're talking about a team, a big team who can't get up for little games. Atletico is right now the prime example of that. It's like the Real Madrid syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, we got a Champions League coming up against Manchester City. We're better than Mallorca, but we're just not going to play well at all. And... We're going to lose this game and just fall further back in the title race. It was already a pipe dream. Now it's just completely gone. And Barça's probably going to come second. Sevilla probably third. Well, I guess we'll just come fourth. And, like, that's that's yeah. what Atletico are also going through right now. It's that, you know, can't get up for these little games. And that's why they're not winning the league. You know, they, it was a… Is Madrid
1: going to get up? For these games, or are they just gonna count on uh, these cakewalks, these walks well, in the park? Like it's a,
2: a great question.
1: Colosseum. Great question. And they they have very they have a very difficult schedule. You have a very difficult schedule. I know. On top of my head, you still have to face Atletico. You still have to go to Sanchez Pijuan You still have uh, Betis. You still face Atletico. I think so, right?
2: I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not fact checking you. I'm just looking at you and nodding. Sure, that sounds all right to me. I don't know these things. Let me check. Um, Betis, for sure.
1: Sev- Sevilla next week. Villarreal, i want to say Sevilla next week. Sancho Pijuan, like I said. Yeah, Atletico away. Cadiz. I'm, I'm a... Cadiz who still will have to play, fight for their lives. Betis yes. who will fight for Europe. Yeah. Uh, what else you got?
2: I just. I mean. I assume. I mean, this is arrogance, but. I assume the Cadiz and Betis are the last two games of the season, the league should be done by then. Mm. Unless mm. Barca are by the time we face Cadiz, unless Barca are six points behind us. And if if Barça are three points behind us for the Betis game, well then God help us all. But I I, just, I don't think I I would be I, I mean I would be shocked. Shocked if that if we were to get to that stage, right? So so those games may not matter that we're talking about. Um, I think the Atlético game will matter. After that, you got Levante, Cadiz, Betis. Those ones may, may not matter. It may not matter. Levante. Oh! This might, this might work. <laughs> it might work. We've, might I don't work. know if we've seen crazier things, but I just assume there's been crazier things that have happened. So listen, but I, I just hope. want you ask the question. Will Real Madrid also fall in the trap of not getting up for these games? Here's one thing that maybe we can take away from the Getafe win. And we're talking about bench players who are hungry because part of the thing with games like this is that it's you're more likely to get good performances from the bench players who are hungry, and the starters are not. The starters can be a combination of tired and just waiting for the Champions League game to come around. But one of the benefits of you know these young players like Gabi, like they don't give a fuck about that. They just want to go out and prove themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. We had that against Getafe with Kamavinga starting over Cruz and Fede Valverde starting over Modric. So mm. that was a huge reason why I felt that because in years past we would have had this as a trap game. But Ancelotti actually rotated and everyone was shocked. And so we had great performances from Kamavinga and Fede both. And I, we were all happy and we're like, oh, wow great, you did this for the first time ever and look what happened. And we were all just excited and that maybe Carlo came away like with an aha moment or something. So fingers crossed, we'll see. But um, So to answer your question, I think if we start using some of our bench players to keep everyone fresh, I think we could get up for these games, in my opinion. It's mm, just an assumption, mm. but I think it makes sense logically if, if we were to do that. So, And Rodrigo had a good game also. He was, he was another one. That got rotated into the starting. Lineup. So I did
1: it. I didn't. It was. Uh, <clears throat> I had a dinner that evening, and it was on uh, in the background, and it felt very boring. It didn't feel like. Uh, no, I, liked, I, li- to I had a lot of fun. I guess all. as a
2: neutral, it was less less exciting, but I really enjoyed it actually. And you walked
1: away with an easy three, basically.
2: Yeah, I mean, I because I think like part of the reason why I was engaged, I think most Ramji fans were entertained, was because. Vinicius was feeling young, himself. These kids were yeah. playing, and right, the kids, right. yeah. Like we, me personally, right now, my favorite player might be Kamavinga. and like I don't, I just mm-hmm. love that kid so much. So every time he's on the field, I'm really excited to like just see how he does. I love him so much, like I really do. Um, I even like on the on the Managing Manager Podcast, I sometimes get emotional just saying his name. That's how much I love him. He's like, <laughs> I think he's like he's good. He's like he's like my version. He's like my version of Kuman. What Kuman was to you now. Yeah so as a player obviously
1: <laughs> hey 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 yeah uh, so that's, so that's, that's, so that's part far. of the reason that's why i was far. excited i love him i he love cannot him. Be your maybe he could be well, like one day but i
2: think he's like starting to get i always have like one player that i really love like more than anyone like and so of course for me it was like growing up it, it was raul obviously and then after that yeah you know i think modric took the mantle um uh, and and I Bail it was Bale for a while too Bale I I really really loved <laughs> and uh, now I think it's Kamavinga. Well, so now he's I hope Kamavinga abandoned.
1: can stay for a long time. No, I was just a vague acquaintance, a vague memory. Hey, my, mine right now is is he's uh, going to play against uh, Chelsea? Ansu Pedri, oh, Gagavi. Yeah, those three. Yes, yes, yes. Good choices. But of course, but Kuman Kuman was like my I mean again my it was my first. Jersey, bro. With, it's still my only jersey with a name on the back. Kuman, you, you're, you're putting, are cannot be my your you know my Kuman. That is, you are a grown man a, with a father of two kids. You're not an impressionable adolescent or even you know. Yeah, what was at the time? Nine, ten year old. Yeah.
0: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. apply.
1: Um. Listen, Champions League. What's gonna happen tomorrow? Right, tomorrow? No, Wednesday.
2: Tomorrow, Real Madrid plays Chelsea.
1: Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's why we're doing the part today. By the way, yeah. or, I or, don't. Maybe. I didn't know that. That's why we're
2: doing it today. But I'm thankful for doing it today because.
1: Well, also because I got I, I I got out earlier than I would normally do. But yes, that that's one of the reasons. I do I, would like to preview that though before these yeah. the points.
2: Okay, let's do that. I also really, really wish that Villarreal-Bayern was not at the same time. Mm. I would just love to, if that was like scheduled two hours before the Real Madrid game, I would love to just watch
1: that one in peace, you know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Villarreal submarine listeners, if we have any. You guys are going down hard. This is not going to be a contest, I think.
2: Which makes it extra painful because they could have been up more than 1-0 based on how the first leg
1: went. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think they're gonna get they're in for a beating now. But this it's funny because
2: you're I know exactly where your mind is right now and it's not to jinx them. You actually genuinely just want every good team in this competition to stay in there just to make Realm's life as impossible as possible. <laughs> and so I know that's not even a that's genuine jinx correct. attempt. You actually want them to go hard. You want them to go down. Evil son of a bitch. For this, not even for, for the Spanish football um, flag. We don't even... Diego's off. This is a Churros Tacticas podcast, man. <laughs> we
1: got to support I'm all the Spanish sorry. teams. I'm sorry. It's true. And I, normally I would, especially against the German side. But That's I want Lewandowski to, to put fucking four past Madrid before he signs with Barca. Uh.
2: Future Barca signing Robert Lewandowski? <laughs> Any truth to those? Rumors? I don't know, man. Well, I mean, we hear things. <laughs> All right. right, let's. That's it for another day. Um, there's not, like, much to preview for tomorrow that I think that hasn't already been said. Because, like, I, I mean, some of the newer wrinkles that maybe haven't been said is that, you know, Chelsea's momentum and morale is probably a little bit better now. They're coming off that 6-0 thumping of Southampton. Lukaku is mm. injured, so maybe some, some thoughts that trickled in of Lukaku dominating Nacho in the air are gone now. Um, yeah. Obviously, not having Militao is really going to be painful mm. for us. Hopefully, not too painful. Mm. So, you guys really rate him, huh? Militao? Militao yeah. is, has had an awesome season and mm. we're really really happy with that signing in hindsight now. I think there are definitely mistakes that he makes, but in terms of a leader, in terms of not backing down to anyone, in terms of his ability to read the game, he's fantastic. He'll make mistakes and he's made several this season, but you know, look we went we went through like half a decade of Ramos mistakes before he actually became amazing. <laughs> so we right, also have experience right. in just hey, like, you know, I know we're not known for being a patient club, but a lot of our legends had to go through a lot of growing pains and mistakes before of course. they reached that status. You know. Yes. So uh I you were we're very happy with him. I'm I don't know how tomorrow's gonna go. Um definitely feeling nervous about it. I'm feeling more nervous about nervous. it. Nervous? Yeah, I'm feeling more no, nervous feel about it than I did I was nervous about the first thing actually. And I think that's probably just mm. because tomorrow is even more at stake the seasons on the line when you know when Real Madrid could go out or advance I mean this is everything comes to these moments everything we do all our work all our fandom it comes to nights like tomorrow this is what it all comes down to this is what Mm -hmm. we all wait for this is what we get most nervous about is nights like this so yeah nervous for sure Mm -hmm. nervous you never know like I I see too many people talking about two goals like Two goals is shit, all man. Like you can go mm. into halftime down two nothing and then score three goals in the second half easily. You can score two goals in five minutes. Two goals is nothing. I I don't see this big. I don't. I I'm not confident about just. I mean, it, it, two. It's I, nice I to have, but it's not a big thing.
1: I agree. I agree. However, looking at Chelsea's momentum, looking at the turmoil that is surrounding the club within, not just at board level, but also in the pitch with Tuchel and Lukaku. And it's, it's all a bit off uh, with Chelsea, and I don't think um, they have the mustard might. They don't have what it takes to, at this point in time, take out a Madrid that is that has a two-goal cushion. You know, I'm not saying that they cannot win maybe 1-0. Madrid is a better team. And they're playing at home, and they got a two-goal cushion. Their leaders are in in the league. They're about to win the league title. They're at least gonna win this one, you know.
2: Spoken like a sincere Kool Aid, who wants nothing but the best for Real Madrid. I <laughs> don't. I don't think you're wrong in anything you said. Um, I think the state, mental state of both teams is different. Although, look, I mean, I don't. I can't say for sure they did just be they did just win six 0 you never know what they could put together for a game like this tuulo is still a genius tactician regardless of what happened in the first like he can figure a lot of things out um but I think some of your points are valid and actually I think all of your points are valid i you know it's still in the air for me there's a lot of variables that go into this and i I just don't know i i don't I don't really know i mean there are I'd be curious one thing that I'd be curious about. And I don't think Chelsea will I don't it, it'll be interesting to see how aggressive Chelsea will be to start this game. And one thing in particular I want to see is how they they work the Reese James matchup and will they go with four at the back or three at the back? Four at the back seemed to do them better defensively in the second half against us. But uh three at the back was worse defensively but also better offensively. So I, I wonder what Tuchel does there and be, and how much they'll chase the game early on. Because if they chase the girl, game early on and Vinicius gets space there, then that's a great sign for us. But if they become a little bit more pragmatic and just try to nick a goal before halftime and not go so gung-ho, I think that actually might work in their favor in some way. Uh, because Real Madrid attacking low blocks... Um, that's something that they can struggle with, and I don't think Chelsea will go deep anyway. But I think they they're capable of having an, a a very solid mid block where they can cut off passing lanes and they can make sure they they cover the space in behind the fullbacks through coverage and and they have a really good overall press when they want to implement it. So I think and that wasn't apparent in the first line because they just were bad for whatever reason. But it's uh, it's one of those things I'd be interested to know what. So a couple things. One is will they go with four at the back or three at the back? How aggressive will they be to start? And uh, whether, or, whether or not, um, you know, they'll they'll try to implement a high press or not. And all, all these questions that I have, and I also, like, if Carlo goes with the f- first, like, starting lineup, I'd be pretty happy with that, obviously, with the one change being
1: Nacho from Militao. We'll see. And can Chelsea capitalize on their chances and be efficient, you That's know, always their question the goals that the, the chance is right i mean this this game I didn't see it I'm going over some of the highlights now um which one where Southampton? It seems like you know it was a yeah it was yeah. a perfect game for uh, uh, everybody from, it's from a good Bernier, obviously, game. To, to mount Alonso et cetera yeah um efficient and in, in in their chances of goal something which they weren't of course in the first leg against uh where they missed uh, well Lukaku in particular missed those missed those sitters uh we'll see we'll see hopefully like you said they can come out aggressive early on and uh have some chances convert those start putting pressure on the home side by uh being up one nil and um Go into the half maybe with the a goal advantage. Who knows? Maybe two goal and and make this make this a, a a battle. Make this a knockout round where you know these uh fight for their lives. Let's not forget. I mean, they're still European champions, right, at the moment. So, never underestimate the heart of a champion. We'll see what they can do.
2: Any, any love or any hope for Atletico versus Manchester City on Wednesday?
1: Absolutely. Oh sit um what did I say? Absolutely, Manchester City. I got that yeah, right. I, I thought you said did United. Say- you did, yeah. No, I, I thought I said I was Manchester City, but United. the way you reacted made me question whether I said the right team or not. It, because I thought I was thinking United. I just saw a, a headline with United, and 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 I, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I, yes, uh, both ways. The the answer is yes. It's. Um, you know, very interesting battle between what we talked about uh, several podcasts ago, this, this battle between Pep's vision and Simeone's vision, the 5-5 the five, five, low block vision versus uh, the initiator and the risk taker. So uh, who will win? It's going to be tight, I guess because Simeone knows exactly what the fuck he's doing in the back and uh, limiting space uh, attacks. It'll be very hard for uh, a city to get to add to their goal tally in the Wanda. And uh, they'll have to be also quick in transition to stop any counter attacks coming from João and and company. It's interesting to see like
2: uh, what Simeone would do because the, you know, general feeling will always be that they'll go into a low block and shit house and try to counter, which is obviously on the table. But when you look at them at home, they're all, they've always been more mm. aggressive. Whether it's mm. Juve, whether it's Liverpool last season, mm. um mm. they just Manchester United this season, where they were just literally like just throwing people around and putting the ball cleanly, attacking, attacking I mean, it's just at home, they're just a different kind of team, and I just wonder if they'll, will they do that against that? Like, will they go into bully ball mode?
1: Because I think that that's something hmm. that they're great at. You know, I feel though that Simeone, it's also part. Of, it's a part. It's a mental game for him as well, and he knows that he'll be frustrating the shit out of Pep uh, with, you know, that approach. That 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 the same. Uh, that Mourinho did with Inter Milan, for example, at the Camp No. Uh, yeah. that year, you know, and well, should my, have advanced to the final.
2: Well, I guess my my concern with, for them if they do go back into the low block is that where are the goals going to come from because they're not in, they're not a blitzing counter attacking team, and no, unless you really, really get great transition attacks from Carrasco, and Zhao, and Griezmann, and Marcos Durante is going to be super important. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of players to do it, I guess. But from a positional standpoint, it's going to be tough for them to even create chances and escape their half if they do that, go that route. So very curious to see what happens. But I do think that they can beat Manchester City. I actually really do believe that. I think it's probably like 20-80, but it's
1: there. If Simeone can push this game nil-nil into like the minute 80, he'll be well happy with that. Yeah. And then we'll see sort of the colchoneros come out of their hole, I would say, I would imagine. I think that's that's really the pro. I don't think we're going to see like a gung-ho from minute one and be like, come on, let's look for the goal. I think Simeone will be happy to sort of stretch out the nil-nil for as long as possible.
2: Or he'll do that and he will get an away goal and then uh, – or he will get an early goal rather and then he'll go into mm, mm, lockdown mm. mode. Um. Mm. All right, well, anything else? I, I'm just going to do a quick scan to see if we have any patron questions because I forgot to check that.
1: All right, um but well, uh, in the meantime I'll just talk a little about barça uh, Eintracht, which is also in case you forgot, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, uh, on your agendas wonder. on on Thursday at the end of the week uh, this other competition that we partake in called the Europa League it's quite good it's it's a good competition it's fiercely fun uh, more humble teams, sure, but uh hey, we're having a good time and uh, we're gonna try to win it second game now against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Difficult German side, uh, ninth, uh, if I, unless they moved up over the weekend in the Bundesliga standings. finished one all the first leg. The second half we are playing at home, and uh, I expect a more open game uh, for Barca at least to be able to stretch out that pesky and disciplined uh, defense from uh, Oliver Glasner, who's uh, their manager. And uh, uh, well, we'll see. I think we, I think we should be able to get through. Anyway, sorry. Back to what you want, Patreon questions. It's
2: a great preview. Uh, no, we d- no, there's none, so we're good. Oh. Yeah. So... yeah. us our pa- Patreon. Patreon, where you at, man? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll ask them to submit questions for Friday, maybe, for our Friday podcast. Okay. All right, man. Well, I got a, a busy day, and uh, you want to go be with your kids, or at least let them back in the house after you kick them out. So why don't we wrap it here? <laughs> and uh, good, bud. now it's starting to get... Earth is starting to heat up a little bit, so we can actually start taking advantage of sunshine a little bit, so... Gotta be, oh, it- yeah,
1: yeah. Well, here, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When the sun's out, it's boing, you feel it, you feel yeah. it. That's it has that has that summer punch already behind it, at least spring, yeah. spring yeah. feel, yeah.
2: All right, well, you go enjoy that, enjoy all the games Thanks, this dude. week. There's a lot. Friday's show is gonna be a banger, so yeah. if you like this content, be awesome, we got a yeah, bonus. On Imagine all like all of this stuff we just previewed via Real Bayern that we talked about for five seconds. Atletico City, which we talked about for maybe five minutes, maybe, maximum. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid yeah, Chelsea, which good. we actually did talk about a decent amount. Barca Frankfurt, mm-hmm. Diego's expert um, breakdown there, which was a 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all of that, the aftermath of all of that, but not everyone gets to hear it. Only those who are cool enough to be patrons over on Patreon.com slash Churros y Tacticas.
1: Go there and you get you a bonus show become a patron every because that Friday... It's a bonus show, more content with a little yep. bit of extra cinnamon spice on the churros. If you cinnamon catch my spice drift,
2: and heat and uh, raw churros. Dough is, d- dough is literally sticking to the oven. It's still so it's still raw. Ro- it's so raw on Fridays. So if you want access to those raw okay. churros unfiltered, patreon.com slash churros y Thanks, Diego. I appreciate your time as Thanks, always. Man. Look forward to chatting with you yes. at the end of the week. Peace. Follow
1: us on Twitter at churros y tacticas.
2: At Churros Tacticas without the Y. Follow us on Twitter. Churros! in Spanish.
1: Sports
0: Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two.